Hi, I'm Rob Vanstone, and welcome to the 66th edition of the Leader Post Rider Rumblings podcast. Each week, we pick unif- rider uniform numbers of today and yesteryear that correspond with the number of the podcast, so number 66. Tim Roth, Mike Anderson, Darius Bladek, uh, Al Benesik. Lots of linemen, and of course, the riders won their first Grey Cup in 66. So, uh, good number, and a number that Murray is incapable of transposing, which is also a bonus. Murray McCormick is with us today, and we are very blessed once again to have with us uh, Craig Smith. Craig's a, a friend to all, not only us, but I think everyone he's ever met, a friend to Canadian football. Riders, Bombers, Ticats, Lions, grew up in Winnipeg watching Ken Plain and Kenny Nielsen and Leo Lewis and, yeah. and assorted luminaries. And, uh, Did you have some high school, some college I, teams in there too? UBC. College? UBC? Yeah, university. I, yeah, worked five years with UBC. I think we had the same childhood, a few, separated by a few years, Craig. I think we grew up uh, being CFL addicts from the time, basically, we were removed from the crib. Well, so, I, I saw Ronnie way back in, in the 60s. Yeah, obviously, loved Ronnie and George and... Him against Wayne Harris and some great battles, Calgary, Saskatchewan. And you ended up getting to know Ronnie really well in Hamilton. That must have been so cool considering your uh, background as a, as a just a CFL lover as far back as you can remember. That's one of the biggest blessings of my life is, is to be able to, for five years, meet, not meet, uh, work with, uh, talk with, go for coffee with Ron. He's, he was just an amazing man. I'll, I'll never forget, we, we, uh, he called me and he said, are you going to go scout the game at the Sky Dome? And I said, yeah, because he was due, at that time, it was 2008, and he was doing the uh, color for them. So I hopped, you know, I said, sure. He said, well, we'll meet at the Holiday Inn and we'll drive in in my car. So we did. So from the time we, we uh, parked under the Sky Dome, and uh, from the time we were there up until gate 13 where you had to get the credentials, it's like I was walking with the prime minister. Wow. It was, hey, Ron, how you doing? Hey, coach, what's going on? So, And then Ron had to get some, some street meat. We had to get a hot dog outside. <laughs> so we went, and I wanted to pay. He said, no, you're not paying. And so we went, and we sat down. As we're sitting down and we're eating, all the people going by, hey, coach, what's going on? How you doing? It was just incredible. It was just totally incredible. Everybody knew Ron Lancaster. And, and he had time for everybody. He Which absolutely, is amazing. He absolutely did. Yeah, for sure. Just an amazing, amazing guy. And I was lucky because Bernie Custis was his friend. I was sitting in my office about probably a week into the into my uh, my deal with Hamilton, and come to my office. He says, "Come on, we're going." I said, "What are you talking about?" He says, "We're going to go for coffee. Bernie's coming." That was the start, and then we did that up until he died. He died. Uh, um, I, I I saw him on Friday, and he had no hair. He had a kind of a you know, one of those bucket hats on and, you know, and we went out in the parking lot and he says, you know, I'm not looking forward to the, the chemo next week. And I said, Hey man, I said, Kathy went through it. He says, you'll be okay. Of course he didn't make it to the chemo. His heart gave out and he passed away. But right up until the time he passed away, uh, I, we were, we were meeting at a place called Rankins in Hamilton and we would do that so regularly. Yeah. I would, you know what? I wished I had taped a lot of those conversations. I know. I, I, I interviewed Ronnie. In the last two years of his life, I interviewed him five times for at least an hour for the book I was working on mm-hmm. in the 60s, on the 66 Riders, 66 being the number of the podcast today. <laughs> and I transcribed the tapes, or the in interviews. I wish I'd kept them. Oh. Why didn't I keep the oh, yeah. audio of those? I'm, I'm still kicking myself yeah. for not having done that. Yeah. You know, oh, I just love to listen to them, even 10 seconds of it, just one more time. Absolutely. 
just know? a great guy. Just it's incredible. And and the funny thing is, is you, you take a look at his his skill set. You know, I remember him telling us a story where they were at an All Star game and he was playing catch with with Dieter Brock, and Dieter would throw the ball all the way across the field, and then Ron would throw it and it would go back to the numbers and you know kind of <laughs> roll to. But but hey, I would take him as a quarterback any day oh, of the week. Loved Ronnie. Murr, what do you you grew up watching the CFL? Uh, you were a Tiger Cats fan. What's a Tiger Cats? Um, so maybe you remember the '67 Grey Cup, twenty-four to one. Um, I think '72 is <laughs> a little better. '72. '72 is a little uh, better. '89. Ian Center. Uh, Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Uh, one of my Von Lanker's stories is when I was uh, quickly to, back when I was a backup guy. I got some road trips, and I got sent to Edmonton to cover the Eskimos and the Riders. And the Riders were about three hours late. Back in those days, it was a pretty common occurrence for pregame availability. And Ron sat there in the middle of the room with a half a dozen out and told CFL stories for three hours. Very cool. And I'm sitting there going, first off, I had goosebumps. And, mm-hmm. and, sit, and, then, he, and then he'd ask for your input. And you're going, yeah. I'm just the backup guy. I'm not Daryl Davis or Nick Miliogas or these guys. I'm just here because I'm the third, second guy in the beat. And Very it was just cool. an amazing three hours of listening to stories and laughs and everything else. It was, yeah, I got to. And his quotes, my, his quotes were so great. I remember yeah. once he, my favorite Ronnie quote, he said, I don't know how, we could talk about Ronnie yeah, for about forever. 10 yeah. hours, but um, he said, it is said that in Saskatchewan, the, the wind blows in the, in the winter, the spring, and the summer, and Lancaster blows playoff games in the fall. <laughs> and then he laughed. He, oh, oh yeah. he was, he is <clears> self-deprecating <throat> humor. And he could just whip off one-liners like that. He was just such a joy to be around. I miss Ronnie all the time. He would smoke like a fiend. Though. Oh, well, not when I he, knew him. He quit in, he quit in 20, 2004. Yeah. Okay. Well, he had a real health scare and he yeah. quit, never smoked again. Yeah. I, I don't know him as a smoker, but I know he did. Oh, yeah. He tells a story. He, <laughs> a, it, this is funny because Bruce Bennett got dinged in a game. He came off the field and I guess it was Sandy Archer probably. And, Sandy Archer asked him, hey, where are you? And he said, Calgary. And he said, well, how do you know that? He says, well, it says that in the end zone. <laughs> just a great, you know, Ron, Ron would just tell some funny stuff. And I was, I was actually fortunate enough to be uh, uh, on the coaching staff. Where, you know, guys got fired. Ron took over for Ron's last victory. And it was in, wow. Ed, it was in Edmonton. So it was, it was pretty cool. You know, him going back to a place that he had coached in and, we were not very good that year, but we went in there and we beat Edmonton, so that was pretty cool. I look back and I was just really lucky in a in a fluky sort of way. Yeah, I was at uh, Taylor Field uh, on October twenty second, nineteen seventy eight, when Ronnie played his last game at home and and was booed by a minority of yeah. fans, but but and but they they were loud enough to be noticed, and it was awful. And a week later, uh, October 29th, seventy eight, Ronnie. Came off the bench and guided the Riders to a comeback win in Edmonton, nice. 36-26. And yeah. it was his last game. And the Eskimo fans were cheering what he did. Nice. And it was, it will Res- always be my favorite sporting event ever. I've Respect. Just, it, I'm so glad I was there. It was their fourth win of the year. It didn't have any impact on the standings for either team. But I could, I could live to be 188 and I'll never find a i don't think i'll ever go to a sporting event that will match ronnie's last game it was so perfect it was absolutely perfect yeah you know i was i was on the sidelines we were coaching and i had the headset on and ronnie ronnie came over he was pissed off at the guy upstairs he came over and he was yelling at me and screaming at me and i'm not even listening to him i'm thinking 
This is funny. Ron Lancaster is screaming his ass off at me. Everybody in the stands is looking and it looks like I'm getting the shit. But he's he's trying to get the guy in the press box. It was hilarious. It Man. was so funny. Okay, hey, guys, we got to move to the 90s. Sorry. Sorry about that. Move on. Let's talk Ronnie. Yeah, We're talking Ron Lancaster. Yeah, what is a better topic than Ron Lancaster? I've I've had two wives. Both of them have had Ron Lancaster jerseys. Wow. Really? That's cool. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I remember when I was seven, I bought my, I bought a green shirt and got some almost like liquid paper and painted a 23 on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty That's pathetic. Good. You could have used hockey tape, you know. You know, I, I wasn't that smart and I still aren't. I was thinking of Ronnie this past weekend because there was a Labor Day weekend game that was a classic. And I was lucky. I saw Ronnie play in a lot of Labor Day games and, and some of them were Ronnie Comebacks, mm -hmm. 1973 against Edmonton, the Riders won 28-27. Uh, 1975 against Winnipeg, Ronnie threw a nine-year touchdown pass to Steve Missouri with just over a minute left. Riders beat Winnipeg 27-23. 76, I'm not sure there's ever been a better Labor Day game. They beat BC 17-14. Ronnie on third and eight threw an 18-yard touchdown pass to Rhett Dawson with, mm -hmm. a minute, with a minute 48 left. The Riders won. He had an awful game, but when they needed that drive, yeah. Ronnie pulled it out. He's an encyclopedia. And there was a, well, they're obsolete too. Well, and, uh, and, and he uh, presents it emphatically too, so there's no way we're going to get Well, it's, it's all verifiable. Yeah. And Bob Hughes wrote it, so it's got to be true. Uh, and I was thinking of some of those games mm -hmm. when I saw Cody Fajardo do what he did. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, I, it's, I'm not saying Cody Fajardo is Ron Lancaster. You're seeing some of those traits. I'll tell you, it's, uh, that was quite the drive. I mean, you think about it. They got the ball on the five-yard line, and they drew all the way down against a damn good defense. Deserve the win. There's no doubt about it. Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans, you better be pretty happy with this team. You better get excited because this team could go to the Great Cup. I mean, there's there's really four teams that possibly could be representing the West, and it, 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 it's a great year. This is unbelievable. You know? Yeah, we would give Stephen McAdoo some credit. Yep. It's a lot of people dumping all over him, but he and called, I was one of them. He called ten great plays. Yep, because he calls the plays. Didn't call great plays when it was first and goal from the three. No, that was <laughs> a lot to be. But you know, some it doesn't matter. It's how you finish, isn't it? I know all that other stuff leading up to it is yeah. questionable and critiquable, and you wonder about it. But for ten plays in three minutes and eighteen seconds, Stephen McAdoo had his quarterback doing exactly what he needed to do to get them in position to win the game with passing, running, everything. It was a Let's give. I said, I know people have. We've been slamming and we've wondered about his vanilla offense last year, how boring it was, and that three minutes and eighteen seconds, and perhaps the biggest regular season game of any season of every season. He got I, the Riders to score. I got I got an opportunity to talk with Jeremy O'Day in training camp. I remember, I saw you out there, and you blew me off for for food and sure, just fine. Still, hasn't, and he just finished that meal ten minutes. Ago. <laughs> he still hasn't uh, called me to say, "Let's go for lunch, Craig." But, uh, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> and I, I said to Jeremy, I said, you know what? I said, one of your one of your best signings, is, I think, is William Powell. I said, you need a running game to win. Every team, every championship team that I've been on, two in the CFL, one in, in Canadian college football, we always had a solid running team where you, you needed that those yards, you give it to your running back. And Powell, is, is he's probably one of the best running backs in the league. So I think that's a great one. Yeah, you, oh, sorry, Craig. No, that's it. You don't need to be a team that runs the ball 60% nope. of the time, but you need to have a team, uh, you need to have a running game that the opponents have to respect. Yeah. Uh, there's a, it's a long, long way to Tipperary. It's a long, long way from uh, Trey Mason, Curtis Steele, Trent Richardson, 
etc. Cam Marshall. I liked Cameron Marshall. Like, he could smash guys, but it's a long way from the from the flotsam of the running back pool to William Powell. Absolutely. What he did, particularly impressive, the night late drive. He they ran the ball. They knew he was going to run the ball. Like mm-hmm. they knew he was going to run that ball, and he still got eleven yards. And still got eleven yards. One on yep. second and eight. One on yep. second. With the vision the guy has, beautiful, in the ability to make that cut on a not on a dime. It's just almost insulting to say a dime. He doesn't even need that much space to do that to move that vision and just stuff. And you just watch. And he's not a particularly big back, no. but he's he plays big, and he's quick, and he's quick, and he's and it is and whatever they're paying him. You know, I was actually looking through the Riders' free agents in the offseason signings, and they got some pretty good free agents here. Like, imagine where they'd be without Cody Fajardo oh. and William Powell. Yep. And, you know, some guys like so Mika Johnson, Micah Johnson, maybe a miss on that one so far, but it, you have to be really. There's, there's, there's time left in the season for to that to, to prove to be a yeah, worthwhile signing. The majority of the free agents that Jeremy O'Day brought in have all had an impact on this team. Including the middle linebacker. Including the middle linebacker. And Deshaun Davis, another guy that's overlooked, a solid special teams player. I love that kid. Another guy. And I think he could, be, he could be a starter, but Cameron Judge and Derek Moncrief are all kind of playing. So, well, how do you move them out here? How about those two guys? Yeah, there's some guys. Like, even a guy what like... a great linebacking core. Very. Jeremy brought in L.J. McCray. And I know other than the stupidity of punching a guy twice in the head with a helmet, he's been great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's, you know, you just look at this list of players that... Jamie O'Day's about John Ryan. It's got another guy. Yeah. Th- oh, man. He only missed. Pretty, pretty easy recruit. But about, yeah, but how <laughs> so about his punts? How yeah. about, haven't they been something? Yeah, I know he's kind of expanding outside the numbers a little bit more. Little Regard, bit. We're watching the best punter in rider history, and it mm-hmm. is not close. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, he's he's averaging 51.1 yards a punt. The rider record is 47.4 by Ken Clark. And it's he's, and he's not even windy days. He's no, been, no. It's, it's amazing to see. Yeah. It really is amazing to see. Well, you can't see. go to the bathroom anymore to, because they accepted the punt because you might miss one of these great punts. You're going to say like that. He had a 69-yarder on Sunday, oh, I think he, it was. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's yeah. so cool. I, I've never looked, I look forward to punts when Eddie Johnson was here. I loved Eddie Johnson and I loved, I love the moon shots. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the punts that kind of go like that you just look wow oh eddie uh, had a Burke dales sure. used to be like that yeah. i love the i love the guys who just put it into orbit and, and i think uh, the special teams are getting better with john now they, they we have to admit the first seven or eight games it took them a while yep. to adjust to what john was doing mm-hmm. and i think now they're getting they're picking up on their coverage the, the gunners are getting down there seems faster it just seems to be a, an improvement in special teams still some tackling issues but you know luckily that, that's, that's across the league i mean yeah. it's incredible yeah. It's the tackling is just it's you know you just shake your head. Why why is that why is that? Well, they're trying to hit. Yeah, you know, you take a look. So many people are trying to hit, and the other thing is, is they're trying to go for the football. Yeah, instead yeah. of tackling, you know, and it, it's that's one of those things. How about the day on Sunday? How often uh, I went to the the, the classic um, eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. You know, there was wind. I remember seeing a game in Ridgeway. He kicked the sixty yard field goal. I think it was. I was at that game in the end zone. I think. I think it was in the end. So, but that that was a wind dated kick. Yeah, I mean, there's always wind. There was no wind. No, was, what a beautiful, what an unbelievable day. It was just glorious. Yeah. At one point in the game, I took, I sat back and I took a picture on my phone, not for any dissemination, but just because mm-hmm. I just want to frame this day yeah. and maybe think of it in January when I'm yeah. getting frostbite, frostbite <laughs> scraping my windows. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. It's, well, I, I was going to the Labor Day game early. It's one of my things, and mm-hmm. I walk around the park, which is an amazing spot. It's huge. You go to that park, and it didn't feel full because that the park the, the, where they have the party in the park. Mm-hmm. 
It's huge. It's that big. So you didn't think there were <coughs> many people. There were a lot of people. The Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans. Are, and it's good. I kind of like how the people, it's good going back and forth. Mm-hmm. The Bombers suck, Riders suck. And it's, it's mm-hmm. not. And then they hug. And then you see, and you got stuff. And you look in the stadium, and it's filled, and you walk around the stadium. It's just, I said it last week, it's just appreciation of how important and how great the CFL can be. Absolutely. I had these friends of ours that came here from Nova Scotia, oh. and uh, they were seeing their son graduate from the RCMP College, and they said, oh. To me, can you get me free tickets for the ride for the Labor Day game? And I said, yeah, good luck with that. I said, but we can buy them on on Stop Up for two hundred bucks each. I said, you know, some that'll be the best two hundred bucks you'll probably spend this year, except for what you're paying for concessions. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. got to, you know, there's no concessions for that. So they went there and they said they said it was just an amazing experience, and it is an amazing experience. And you looked up, we've seen many games where there's lots of empty seats, and we're still wondering why I, people were in their seats for this game for most of the game, other than couple of breaks so the gem it's a gem it's a gem on the prairie you go to that that stadium i've i've been in so many nfl facilities minus you know a lot of 100 not 100,000 but thousands of seats this thing is an nfl stadium it's top of the line it's unbelievable you go look in the sight lines the sight lines are are just incredible for a game i mean it's what a great place is there a parallel in the nfl to what what is done with labor day like a there's a thank. There's always a Thanksgiving game day in Detroit. Thanksgiving yeah, day Dallas. game in Detroit. And, and yeah, Dallas. and Dallas. Yeah. But does it ever? I don't know. I mean, we're we're detached from that. But um, well, I guess I, that's the closest I could draw to an equivalent south of the border. Well, there's always rivalry games, you know, yeah. everywhere, like Denver playing Oakland, or you know, there's there's always the, or Kansas City. There's there's always the rivalry games. But I don't know about you know like a Labor Day classic. Oh, I would yeah. think the two Thanksgiving Day games, yeah, Thursday. But, but Detroit's but in Detroit, one of them, so nobody cares. Yeah, but the yeah. Riders, you know, the, actually, you can say the Bombers are barely in this one because they've lost, what, 14 times in a row? 14 out <laughs> of the, the last 15. Yeah. So the Riders kind of win it all the time, too. So I was with the Bombers when we won. Medlock yeah. kicked the field goal a couple of years ago. Man, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was the Ken, Kendall Lawrence's one brief shiny moment as a rough rider, yeah. <laughs> returning the punt for a touchdown yeah, that day. Yeah, wasn't that something? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a... Tremendous rider fans don't remember it that fondly, but that's no. one of the better Labor Day games. And yeah. you know, people say Labor Day Classic. It's not always that good of a football game. I remember in the early '90s, the Riders would absolutely crank Winnipeg yeah. every week, and oh, at yeah. some point, Tyrone Jones would get kicked out of the game. <laughs> you just knew it was going to happen. Uh, but then they go to if they if there was a game the following week in Winnipeg, and there wasn't always, but if there was, it would be a tougher proposition. Mm-hmm. There's something about traveling 550 kilometers to the east what changes 2013 i was on the sideline for the banjo bowl i'll tell you something it is loud yeah i've been there's three times my ears have hurt when i've been in a stadium once was indianapolis the old metro uh uh hoosier dome and then the 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 other time was we went as the eastern western eastern the the the, what do you call it the the crossover we were crossover with bc and we went into montreal and I was on the sidelines, and they said, and introducing the Montreal Alouettes, and everybody cheered. And holy crow, my ear, my ears really? hurt. So those three places, and, and, and IG Field was the other one. Wow. <clears throat> and I just, we went in there, and we got beat. And then Darian, I'll, I'll never forget seeing Darian walk to the bus after the game. I mean, he was just beat up. Man, it was just bad. So we lost that. You know, it's tough. It's tough to go in there and, and win. Because the press box is outdoors. It yeah, was. Well, they've, they've managed to put it off that they can close doors and windows with an inclement weather. But for Bantrable, it's usually open. It's oh, yeah. Wet. Yeah. And yeah. it is, you leave with a headache. Mm-hmm. 
because you know you just it's yeah. nonstop yeah. noise. And the only thing the only thing Winnipeg didn't get right, well, they got a lot of problems. What I like about Mosaic is Mosaic has those big wide concourses, yeah, that you can yeah. walk around yeah. and interact. Winnipeg has this rum hut. They have all these little yeah. nice gathering niches. And but you can't really get in. No, it's jammed. It's jam-packed, and you can't get around the concourses. Well, go at halftime, because I've, I've been in the press box and gone down to see friends. Yeah. It's like, oh, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. So, like, it's, Ottawa's, yeah. a, Ottawa's another small concourse yeah. place, you know, these older-style stadiums. But yeah. Mosaics, they got everything right, and as a taxpayer. Except Elevator Lobby 2 on game day. No, take Fine. the ramps. We're too, I do we're take ra- the ramps. We're ramp people now, so we don't care about elevators. It's still right? a mess. Yeah, I know. They I finally just, have functional elevators in, in the Riders' home stadium, and that they managed to make it turn into a mess. Oh, boy. Well, so. it's just because there's slow and there's no Which space. It, just think back of, of Taylor yeah. Field. Just think back of how that was. Oh, the original Otis elevator on the east side. <laughs> that was awful. But uh, That's scary. That's the only thing I could find wrong with the stadium is the elevator lobby 2. And if you're, if you're, if you're going same to that length end. to pick apart a venue... Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same. That's they the did a pretty good job of it. Before people will say it's the same sort of bottleneck there too at the mm-hmm. end of the stadium. But Rob and I both take the ramps, and it's not that hard. It's only three of them. Is it two and a half? Yeah, I just uh, I just look for someone with a scooter and hitch a ride. So. It's a lot different than the old mosaic, eh? The old one. I remember one time had I hit the. It was like a, a an afternoon game like that, and then I walked up, and it was like thirty degrees. Oh. And I got up there, and I was soaked. And try a high school football and Eric Tillman was waiting at the door for me and he wanted to say hi and I'm going, I don't think you want to touch me <laughs> <laughs> high school football triple headers in the old stadium Climb down out. 11 ramps um, talk to the kid back up 11 ramps it's uh, the more athletic sports traders used to hop out the window Remember I that? did that in my early years yeah, in, I did in that 88 once. I did that and once never and never did it again uh, yeah, there's, uh, there was a major uh, trauma anyway there. back is to this, more football how about this, sorry just back to a little bit thing about football is this, can we stop asking Cody Fajardo needs to face another test so he's determined as the quarterback? Has he passed the final test? Well, going or? against that bomber defense, it, it, it'd be fair. If you're looking at the rider defense and saying, well, you're not facing Andrew Harris, you're not facing Matt Nichols, that's a fair point. And the bombers aren't entirely what they want to be on on, on defense. Jackson Jeffcoat, for example, is, yeah. is not playing. But that's a very good bomber defense that Absolutely. the Riders marched 87 yards against. And, and they that, kept them off the that's scoreboard. pretty telling. They kept them off the scoreboard, too, for quite a while. What was they have nine points in the second half? How many points did they have in the second half, Rob? The well, Riders. They had none until none. the until for the, the final. Yeah. For the, nine, for, so none, you're right, correct. Cody Fajardo has proved he's, he's, he's a quality quarterback in this league, and he doesn't need to prove anymore. He just got to go out and do what he does. And, I love what he does. I love the the when he he, he drops back and he sees, you know, yeah. you know how some guys drop back and it just they just you know, I, I don't have access to the film, you know, to see some of the quarterbacks when they drop back and take a look and how come you're not throwing the ball, your guys covered, what's the deal? But Cody Fajardo, Cody Fajardo takes a look and he sees and he you know, he if, if it's zone, there's windows and he picks the, zone, the the you know, picks the guy in the window and if it you know, I mean he's 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 got all the tools. Yeah. Even when he even when he's he's when he's scrambling, he's looking to throw first. Yeah. Well he doesn't just default to the run instantly. And that's great. You know, there's a guy that I was with back in two thousand four, one of the most outstanding player. Because he scrambled, and when he scrambled, he looked downfield, and that was Casey Perners. He made a lot of co- completions out of the pocket and, and for big gains, you know, and Cody, he, he can do that. You've been a player person. I don't know if you <clears throat> were involved in the contract part of the world. Sometime. So let's say this guy, he's only signed to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a free agent. 
Would you be able to entertain talks with his agent now? Mm-hmm. Would, 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 would they be doing that now? Because we'll uh, talk what's going to happen with Cody Fitzgerald in the future. And it's a fairly stupid question. Sure. He's thinking with the Grey Cup here next. He's year. thinking his agent, yeah. agent handle that kind of stuff. But what happens on the on the football on your side of yep. the, he, they, the they deal? Can, they can talk. They can say, "Listen, can we talk about you know?" And it depend, the agent can say, "Well, let, let's hold off until the end of the year." And you know, there's there's that enticement from the XFL, um, but you know. Look at the, all the, the leagues that have started up and not finished. And, you know, does he want to do that? Does he want to go into this? This is we've, we've been around for how many years now? A hundred and some years. And mm-hmm. this is a league. And, he, you know, I think it'd be great if you just oh, let's, let's give me some money. Let's go. Let's, 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 uh, let's sign here. Does it work? So let's, <clears throat> any money they sign into now will count in this salary capital. Well, no, not necessarily. Well, they could defer it to the yeah. Next they one. could, they could, uh, yeah. They, it. it well it depends on how they do it. You know, yeah. it really depends. Like, what's in it for him to sign Nothing. before testing for? Well, because they, they, there's bonus money, but um, well, he's going to get bonus money regardless. And the the the, well, the, the only thing is, suppose that he were to suffer a serious injury well, yeah. between now and February, yeah. then if he were to sign now and get, get the bonus money, but. There were, I don't really see a lot of incentive for Cody Fajardo to sign early. No, I agree. It's a, it's a tough thing. The it's a big incentive for the riders to sign huge. early. But like the, even even then, because you say what happens if because now we got a whole still second half of the season to get through, and as we all know, this whole second half of the schedule is way more challenging than the first half of the schedule based on the talent. Mind you, the Tiger Cats are pretty darn good right now. Yeah, but, but the big thing is, is like if he signs here, look at look at. The positives about that, about how okay, I'm kind of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm here. I'm with the. You know, the, I'll be with the guys again. Yeah. Uh, this, just take a look at what was out there on on uh, on Sunday. Just a great place to play. He loves it. He loves it here. He's perfect he fit it. for it. Yeah. I mean, everyone who meets him loves him. You know, yeah. There's a woman who <clears throat> one of our followers on Twitter. His mom met him at a church function. And came away just so impressed with how he is, and we're always impressed dealing with him. Like he's he talks fast. <laughs> I don't mm. think that's a little sign. I don't know if that's a sign of nervousness, but even after every game, after every scrum, he's always opening up. And the other day, I, I, I kind of teased him. I said, "What'd your dad think of him when you said told everyone what your dad weighs? Did you get any grief?" And he said, "No, he was okay with that. He's kind of happy mm-hmm. to be that big." But it's going, yeah, he's mm-hmm. real. Yeah, he's just he's just a. Yeah. And he actually tries to help you when you're the media, which doesn't always happen. For example, last week he was at Taylor Shire of Global and myself were, were talking to Cody and Taylor started off asking him just for his general thoughts on playing in his first Labor Day Classic. Perfect question. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it's, it's a milestone when you're a writer quarterback starting in that game. And he not only gave his sentiments on that, but he volunteered that his dad would be at the game. Mm-hmm. Turned into a wonderful story mm-hmm. because he just didn't give you the the rote response that you might expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't dial up football speak. He was real. He was genuine. He was human. And I think people feel, even if you've never met Cody Fajardo, I think you might feel like you know him already if you're a Ryder fan. He has that way about him. He has that demeanor. And, and there have been a lot of nice guys who have played quarterback for the Riders who haven't played quarterback very well, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he combines that persona and that personality with performance and that's a lot of a lot of alliteration Craig. Yeah. the other thing so. is is that big apple in the sky the nfl yeah i mean it's all it's always there and it's always going to be there i mean as a personnel guy in the canadian football league that's you know you take a look and you're hoping this guy <laughs> this guy gets cut so we can get after him because you really like him well you know there there's always that 
yes. guys who want to play in the NFL, and you can't blame them. That, that's their home. That's that's their league. So, if, you know, maybe he wants to wait and see see if there's any 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 bites or anything like that to see. He's had success here. Take it. We'll see what happens. You make so many moves too that it's putting on <clears throat> film that any NFL team and they're starving for quarterbacks down there as much as the CFL can yeah. be at times. And they see it. It's just like. That, that spin move, we did another one in the, in the game too. Yeah. Felt the pressure takes a and spin. Rolled and rolled left and left. made a completion. Made a completion. You go, wow, just, I don't remember Darren, but I don't, I, other quarterbacks wouldn't, but it just, you watch Cody do it and you think, yeah, he's putting tape together for his future. I know he's trying to help the Riders win, absolutely, yeah. and it's all about this. And he would sure. he says that, but everything he does is all about Cody's future. And right yeah. now he's putting together a pretty good highlight package too. Well, he's playing so, football. He's having fun. Yeah. And, and it shows. Yeah. And I, Last year, the Riders were 12 and 6. It wasn't really a fun year. No. It no. Was, I mean, the offense was so boring. It just <laughs> wasn't. And, and, and the organization as a whole, I don't think, was that endearing. Well, um, so much has changed this year. Craig Dickinson, Cody Fajardo, an offense that's fun to watch. It's, the Riders might not go 12 and 6 like they did last year, but I guarantee you a lot of people are going to like this season a lot more than they did, than they did, than they did a year ago. You have but, credit. Sorry, go ahead. I don't. I don't I know, this is, goes back to your little fun statement there in the. Uh, Friday practice before the Labor Day game. I've never, I can't remember a practice where it's been that rambunctious, that much fun. Mm -hmm. Every player was up. There was noise. There was laughing. There was high-fiving. It was just, and it's not getting their game faces on. This was a whole team of guys who it looked like they ultimately enjoyed being together out there, enjoyed practicing, getting ready for this big game. And I kept standing there going, I don't, I can't remember, like, I'm like Rob, my historic, my encyclopedia mm -hmm. knowledge goes from like book A and that's, that's about it. <laughs> but I'm saying, I don't remember. He's got B to Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing a practice like that, seeing the guys come off, like guys coming off. And that's we cool. talked to Craig and these guys, oh, how's it going? Murr, how's life? You know, bumping fists and stuff. Yeah, we're ready to go. Mike Edom just mm -hmm. running around, having fun like a kid. Yeah. And it was just such an amazing moment that I'm looking at going, huh. I don't remember this happening very often. In the, in the other regime, I don't remember guys looking up that this was a celebration of life in football. It was, we got our job to do, do it right, and we win, and then we move on to next week. I'm seeing some some Ken Miller here. Do you Can you think of any comparisons in terms of just how this team seems to interact with one another and really seems to like its coach? Well, I think our great cup year, I think we had a pretty good room, and I think yeah. that was a huge part of it. When I was with Winnipeg, I think O'Shea's done a great job with the room there too, getting guys that that, that fit in and and uh, yeah, you make sure that this room is good and you know. But I like what you say, you know, they're having fun and they've got a good group and you, you can't get a better guy than Craig Dickinson. I mean, exactly. he is yeah. unreal. I'm and, waiting to see him get mad. I want to see him get? Oh, well, he got mad. I saw him earlier in the year. I can't remember what the deal was, but I oh okay, he got mad. There yeah. we go. But you know what? Great guy. You know he's he's been around. When they when they signed him, I thought you know he's going to be a good head coach. Why? Because he's always involved in the game as a special team coach. Yes. You know, depending on what's happening. And um, I think that well, I think the proof is in the pudding. And here's the other thing. You know, I coached for 11 years and then got thrown into player personnel. But as a coach, I always said you get more honey, you get more flies with honey than you do with the other stuff. And, you know, it, it, it's critical that you, you show them love. And, and, you know, and I think that's what Craig is doing. I think it's a, an atmosphere where, uh, you know what, 
this is pretty good. Uh, my coach is, is a good guy, and he, he, he loves what I do, and he'll be there for me. And, and you know, so I think that's that's a, a real good thing with and the he's, atmosphere. He's so accountable, too. Like this, Rob and I, we could talk to him many times. Oh, yeah, I should have done that differently. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. <clears throat> you know, the challenge he said, which we could all tell in the press box, was yeah. it was a bot, drop pass. Mm-hmm. It was someone upstairs made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But he said, I believe, knowing, name it, name it, told me he caught it. So I went with it mm-hmm. and went. Okay, first year head coach. But how much mileage do you get with your players when yeah. you take you, you're so um, believe in your players so much that the, I wonder if there might be benefits from that botched challenge in that believe in your players. You believe in your players. If he if Naaman Roosevelt tells me that he mm-hmm. caught it, that's good enough for me. I'm yeah. going to throw the flag. Yeah. You have your players back, and yeah. you believe your players. I think that's a that might that's a pretty powerful. Yeah, but also statement, it's the, is it the guy who upstairs who said, yeah, you should challenge that too, though. Well, that's happening everywhere. Yeah, you have I to mean, say you... to the guy upstairs, okay, if you see, if everyone else in the whole stadium saw this ball yeah. was dropped, yeah. tell me. Because imagine if they didn't have that challenge and something had happened right. in that last drive. Yeah. And, and it, it was so early. A close game, it yeah. could easily have come and down to that. It would have taken him out of the position from a punt, it would have put him in field goal position. So would've, it was a challenge with a scorable option to it, I guess, if, if it had come out that way. But it, it still looked pretty blatantly <laughs> dropped by future fella. So Banjo Bowl this weekend. What uh, what you, what kind of game are you expecting, Craig? I expect Bombers to come out and be very strong. You know, like I said, it's tough to go in there and play. They they have their deer they're gonna deal with the crowd noise and that's that's not an easy thing. You know, it was close here. You know, I think that the, I, I believe that the Bombers will win and um it it, it 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 it'll be obviously just a great game again. You know, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch, but I think the Bombers will come out. Yeah, and, and and the re- huge part of it is playing at IG Field. Yeah, I think I think home field will swing it when there's so little to choose. It may have been an advantage for the Riders this weekend. Maybe that tips it. Mark? I'm thinking if the Riders' defense comes out the same way it's played against Ottawa and against the Red uh, the Blue Bombers in that first half, it may change it for the Riders. Like they had Strevler on the run and confused in the first half by they get the picks. They got Dominic Davis three picks through Dominic Davis off against Strevler. Strevler what? But then they. They kind of backed off in the second half, and if Strevler plays like he did in the second half, which was it really wasn't spectacular, but if he plays like that, I think the Bombers can win if they play like a second half offense. Except for the Purifoy interception. Yes, that was a that was a Purifoy's having a season. That was a bad throw. But Strevler, he's learning. Yeah. He's getting. This is only his second year. He he's getting. He got better. But how I mean, can a guy be a professional quarterback and throw that badly? Well, I you know I thought he made some nice throws as well. Yeah. You know, I think touchdown to Lawler was a nice pass. There was throws that he made. He's made throws when he was a backup going in, um, and, and again, it's a learning experience. And, and it's just look at, I mean, Cody's been in the league how many years? Four years. Stervlers, mm-hmm. this is only his second year. It's a tough thing to go in there and do that. He had he got better. He had what? How many? Eighty nine yards in the first, and one hundred and sixty in this one. Yeah. He, he he's he got better. And the kid is just an unbelievable horse. He's a running yeah. back. Oh he's a God. big. Is he two forty? I can't remember his size. Yeah, I don't know, but, but he's. Uh, I mean, the yeah. Bombers scored more offensive touchdowns than the Riders did. Yes. Yeah. They, they won the time of possession, thirty three minutes. That the uh, thirty three minutes plus. The the riders had I think I think of like a fifteen yard advantage in in that yards, but that was after Winnipeg was minus ten in the first quarter. Yeah. So after the first quarter, yeah, settled down. They they, they moved the ball pretty effectively and efficiently. Johnny Augustine had a had a hell good of a game. hell of a run fifty five yard run. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> I think Strevler had some pressures, and I think that that helped him. You know, not make 
some throws because of the pressure that they, you know, defensive line did a good job for the Riders. I think that's a huge thing. If Bombers can go in and if they can protect Streveler and give him an opportunity to, and you know, it's like any, Anthony Calvillo wasn't very good if he's getting pressured and he has to throw, you know, with his feet set and he was one of the best. So it's, let's see what the, the O-line can do in Winnipeg. Give credit to the Ryder offensive line too. I think they've done a hell of a job, hell of a job, you know, Shepley and, and Blodick and the two American kids and then Danny in the middle. I mean, I think... Uh, no Labatt, no Blake, yeah, no Cofield, that. and there's still a really good offensive line. Blake can solid. come back in Labatt. But I just want to touch a little bit about it. I think it was, was it Edwards Ufak who clocked Chad Rempel. Edwards. Edwards. And it, you watch the play, that he's standing up, and he still hit him, still drove him back. But we're talking about player safety and players respecting each other. And there's a player that shows no respect for another guy. They've tried... There's all sorts of these new CFL rules that are coming out because no one knows what's in the CBA, but they're, they're trying to protect standards a whole lot more. Yeah, it's in the rule book. Yeah, not and he the, was. If yeah. you watch, Rempel comes up and then, it's a penalty, and Rempel hits his back of his head, and yeah. he's how long? He's he's been around. We're talking about Ron. I think he might have played when Ron played. Oh, Chad Rempel's been well, here long enough. I brought him into Hamilton when I had the ability to bring players in. Really? Yeah, really? as a wide receiver. Yeah, because he, he was really good at the U of Yeah, he had. Yeah. He was. You know, so we brought him in. He scored a touchdown in the preseason. And then all of a sudden we go, and I, I was really disappointed when we let him go. And I thought, shit, you know, this kid did well in the preseason. Why are we letting him go? Well, we did. And then all of a sudden he disappeared. And all of a sudden he comes back and you should, he's thicker and yeah. he can snap the ball. And he's done it for years. Medlock loves him. Yeah. Just loves him. So, That's I mean. pretty well maybe the reason why they didn't try to go for field goals later in the game because Rempel wasn't in there. Well, Miles went in and it looked like Miles threw the ball back pretty good. So, it's, yeah. uh, but. Rempel's Rempel. But he, his head hit the turf. He watched <clears throat> yeah, that it play over. And yeah. Michael Shea was livid. And yeah. I think that's the reason why. Well, what's just And I can't imagine Craig Dickinson coaching a guy. Oh, no, no. No way. But no it's way. also, and I, it's kind of in the little bit of the gray area because yeah. Rempel's standing up a little bit. He's yeah. not, his head's not down. His, yeah. He's just, just getting yeah. up. And then. Got clobbered. Got clobbered. Well, and I think that's. And that's O'Shea protecting his kids. That's yeah. what he, you know, and that's, went, maybe these you know. players have got to start thinking, yeah, this guy, I hate, he's the other team, but we we can't be doing this to each other yeah. as much as is going on right we'll now. We'll see if there's supplemental discipline this week. Well, there'll be a fine, undisclosed fine, and it'll be fine. Final words. Uh, Craig, anything you'd like to add before we let you enjoy your day more by relieving you of our presence? We we never talked about Calgary and uh-oh. Yeah, so they're coming. Yeah, they're, 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 they're coming. Yeah, and then all these guys that have been released, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they end up. If they, you know, a lot of guys go back to Calgary, but it uh, doesn't matter. Bo Levi's back. They've got a good defense. They're scary. How and, much uh, of a kick does Bo Levi coming back give them? Like oh. I know Nick Arbuckle did as much as you could ask for a guy, but did a good they're job. just yeah. a different team with Bo Levi out oh. there. And well, I think it's, it's a better league. That swagger. They get their swagger when they get Bo Levi let's, back. Let's, let's put in a plug for Lana Lancaster Mueller's son, who's coached the running backs, and the running backs had a pretty good game yesterday. So let's put a plug yeah, in absolutely. for, for Mark. Absolutely. Mark Mueller is yeah. a tremendous yeah. person. But, nice symmetry, too, where he's yeah. Ron Lancaster's grandson. Yeah. So it all comes yeah, full circle. But I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. It should be interesting. Uh, you know, I I got friends all over, so I don't want to piss anybody off. So and the yeah. NFL starts this weekend. And and football yes. season never Thursday. really ends, but we all know it starts Thursday. Thursday, which is we know it starts a, Monday with Denver versus Oakland. Go Vikings! Uh, I think the Steelers got the Patriots. <clears throat> so the the Vikings play Denver. 
I haven't looked that deeply. I think they do. I think you wanted to join the Steelers, jump on the Steelers bandwagon with me, didn't you? Me? (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Okay. Murray, read read this thing, and maybe we'll actually get a question this week if you do this really well. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and a five-star rating. It helps us grow the podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, which Craig might explain to us later, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to send us a question, you can email Rob at rvanstone at postmedia.com, and we'll both read it on the show if we get one. <laughs> By the way, the Broncos play the Vikings on November 7th. You should come over. You can follow well, we, Rob. We would be we would be ex friends by no, no, by no, no, by no. supper we'd, time. We'd be fine because the Vikings would win and it'd be good. <laughs> Steelers got the Patriots, though, don't we? I think we do. Good you luck could, to you. You should see these cool sleeves my wife bought me. I can wear those. Look like tattoos. Like tattoo uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, you should have wore those today. I should have. Sorry. <laughs> you can follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Vanstone at Murray at Murray LP, and that's it. Craig, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you with us again. Thank you very we, much. We for... liked it so much not long ago. We made sure we got you back here as soon as we could. Thanks so. for having me back. Really appreciate it. Hook them I, horns. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, and they, they won. And they, they play this weekend LSU. Oh, boy. Ooh. Here we go. Yep. But usually I'm sitting at home talking to myself about football, so I'm glad I could come, <laughs> come here. As we say, the fastest like thumb on, it, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it, on anything Rob and I post, Craig well, is quick to hit like. Well, you guys got to get it together. You put something out there, and we'll see who gets, uh, yeah, gets the see. like first. We, we were talking before the podcast. We're going we're gonna to synchronize our posts. We're both going both gonna to put something on Twitter or Facebook at exactly the same time and see which one Craig likes first, and then we'll know who the favorite is. No, yeah. if, he, if he puts a dessert. Let's put, let's put dinner on it. If, well, if he puts a dessert on, I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> like we need more dessert yeah. and for Murray for Craig I'm Rob and Mark Melnichuk our great producer thanks for uh, stringing all this together we'll talk we'll do this next week number 67 Dick Suderman Clyde, Dick Suderman. Clyde Brock <laughs> take care <laughs>